0: Welcome to the Bravehearted Podcast, where we are changing the way you get inspiration by allowing you to hear resilience and victory in hard stories. We discuss new methods on handling life situations so you can show up confidently in your life.
1: We are different because instead of just giving you inspiration through stories, we give you actionable tools to make the change that you want to make. Let's live bravely today. Welcome to episode nine of the Bravehearted podcast. My name is Mindy. I'm a career coach and business guru.
0: What's up, guys? I'm Kelsey. Thanks for joining us today. So I am a life coach and personal development speaker working with women all over the world to find their power and live confidently again. Before we get started, I do want to say that some of the material we talk about is deep and can sometimes be controversial. Please use headphones when listening in public or around children. So today on episode number nine for confidence, we're going to be talking about what is confidence? What are the things that limit us? And why do we need confidence and where does it show up? And then, of course, like all of the episodes with Mindy and I, we're going to end it with some actionable steps that you can take or some habits that you can create to help you live better and actually implement building more confidence. So thank you again for joining us today. And Mindy, why don't you start us off by telling us what is confidence? What is the actual definition for that?
1: I love this so much. When I had this read to me, I was just like, wow, like you know something, but then you don't really ever truly like think about it. Confidence is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust.
0: Yeah, it's very impactful. The trust part hit me hard because that relation of trust and confidence to where it's like, wow, that makes sense. Like we don't believe in our own abilities and we don't feel confident because we're not trusting ourselves to be able to navigate through something
1: right exactly it's funny i was reading this morning this post by marie for leo everybody knows how much i love marie marie was talking about when you're a kid when you're small you trust that you can do anything at all you trust that you know you can climb to the top of the tree that you can you know, jump off the monkey bars and everything will be okay. And then as you get older, that trust kind of goes away and you start to question things. And we're going to get into that here in a little bit. But it was so striking to me that that trust is really what builds your confidence. And the reason why you're not confident and you're not showing up for yourself confidently is because that limiting belief that you have.
0: Yeah. And it's very interesting because like you said, it's something that's built over time. Like I believe that we are, when we're talking about like what is confidence, it is that belief and that trust in ourselves in the ability to do whatever it is that we choose to do. And I love that you brought that up for Marie because I see it in my own children, like both of them think they can do anything good or bad, right? Like jumping (laughs) off the couch, climbing things like, and Brooklyn almost even more so than Cameron. And I don't know if it's because he's a little older. So he has a little bit more knowledge about like, oh, this happens when I do this kind of thing. But imagine being that kid again and really like, I think just taking yourself back there and thinking about all the things that you did as a kid, like, I can't think of anything that I ever tried or started that I was like very nervous to go into, you know, when I was really young because it was like, I didn't even think about that. I'm just like, oh, this is just a thing that I do.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. Like as you're saying this, I'm thinking about like all the things that I tried out for like in school. There was never a time where I was like, I can't do this. Like up until probably maybe like middle school. I would try out for anything like choir, volleyball, soccer. I was terrible by the <laughs> way, but like, I never ever thought that I couldn't do something. I just went and tried it. The thought that never crossed my mind.
0: Yeah. And I think that it's like just reading the definition and understanding that has a lot of impact because when we refer back to like, okay, what exactly is confidence? The the great thing about when we identify something and we become aware of what something is, I think that enables us to take steps. Like, once you figure out, oh, this is the issue or this is the thing, okay, like, how do I do that? What are the steps? And so, I think just starting off today with us bringing up the fact that it is about having trust within yourself is really important. And when I think about the childhood experience and then the phases over time that we go through and we're in these different environments and we're exposed to all these different things, obviously that shapes us and that changes us and it's no wonder that our experience shape us so differently depending on what the environments are what we go through or what our traumas are or whatever and how that directly relates to our confidence because if we can't trust ourselves if we're told by somebody who is a superior, or a parent, or a caretaker, or whatever, that we can't trust ourselves if that's verbalized to us in one way or another. It's no wonder that as we get older, that really comes to the surface in all areas.
1: That is such a great point. And, you know, something that you said that stuck out to me was environment, right? Because mm. another thing that I think can really affect us is how those people in our lives when we're growing up really like trust themselves and show up for themselves and show that confidence because that's something that we see when we're young and we kind of take on ourselves just like anything else especially if you're a parent you have to be so careful about you know like how you present yourself and how confident you are in your own abilities because that really can shape your children
0: Yeah. And that's a great point because so many women, especially moms, like you are leading by example, like whether you like it or not, you're in a leadership position. And so if you're not looking at yourself in those moments, like you don't think about how you're speaking about yourself and we'll talk more about that, but Mm -hmm. all of that stuff shows up. And like what we're being shown is what we model. And so, yeah, our environment plays such a big role. And, you know, there's the whole like nature versus nurture, which I think at this point, like science has said, it's essentially both, but we we can rewire our brains. And that kind of rewiring happens a number of different ways. But, you know, I think just going back to if we want to be more confident, we're going to have to learn to trust ourselves. And if we haven't been shown what that looks like, it's impossible for us to take those steps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think in order to be more confident, we also have to understand what is making us lack that confidence and what we're not confident in. So a lot of that's going to be some kind of like internal self-discovery of, Mm -hmm. hey, like, you know, maybe I need to take a look at what is causing me to feel this way, and maybe it is something from your past, and we'll get into that here later, but, you know, just naming the fact that there are things that are making you lack confidence, or just acknowledging, period, that you aren't confident, I think is really important. So, the other day, I was having a pretty tough day, and I, and you know, we talked to this, but <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my husband, and... I was like, I just don't understand why I was having some really bad anxiety. And he was like, okay, well, let's talk about it. What's causing this anxiety? So I started breaking it down. And really, like, it was a lack of confidence. It was a lack of confidence in myself, in my own skills. It was, a, you know, and this is a totally other different topic, but it was a comparison issue. And I had to really get to the root of that. Because it was causing so many other issues for me. And I think that that is, it's really important that you're able to kind of dig in and name what it really is, you know, naming the fact that it is a lack of confidence and what's causing that to be the case.
0: Yeah, definitely. Totally. Because I think what it goes back to is awareness, and like I said earlier, like once we are aware of something, once we realize something, then we get to choose what am I doing with this? Where do I want to go from this? Like that can be our starting point. If we have no idea, which I love that you brought up the story about yourself and you struggling through this because walking through this and and questioning, you know, why am I feeling this way? What's really at the bottom of this? That's where that awareness is. So I think that In this, it's just like you said, if you can identify what's an area that I'm not confident in. Okay. Here's the area. What can I do about it? Like, and for a lot of people, even myself, like I know that social situations are challenging for me because of my past. It was always numbed by drinking. It's like, oh, I can be whoever I want to be. Like, this is scary. I don't know these people. So let me just drink and then I'll be fine. Then I can be myself. Now that I don't do that is like, okay, I have to feel and recognize everything that's here. And so for me in seeing that and knowing that, it's like okay that means that i have to choose to put myself into more social situations that means that i have to choose to get exposure which we talked about in fear to those situations in order to become more confident in them so i think like you said it's just about if you can identify that place if you can have awareness around what's really going on and pinpoint the issue or the problem or the situation then you get to use that as like okay what's next? What can I do to make this better?
1: Right. And I think that kind of leads us into like the things that limit us. Right. Because something mm-hmm. that you said that was like really stuck out to me in that was that you felt like if you drank, that was when you were truly who you were. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was a self-limiting belief that was causing you to not be able to confidently handle a social situation without alcohol. Right. So like you're confidence was completely reliant upon being able to get a drink and like loosen up. And that's who you thought you were. And you kept telling yourself that narrative. And then once you quit drinking and started going into social situations, you were still telling yourself that narrative over and over again. And it was preventing you from building that confidence that you needed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it shows up in such a variety of ways and like how, you know, not having competence can limit us. Everything, we can take everything to the bigger picture. And like, if we just take purely the example of social situations and the anxiety around that, like how much did I limit myself from relationships that I could have been building with people? How much did I limit myself in my business or otherwise, or even my children, you know, if I would have just been like, oh, I can't do that because that's a social situation. And so, you know, when I identified that, it was again, going back to what I just said, it was about making that choice of, okay, I, I can't not put myself in social situations. And I really don't think it's appropriate to drink like if my two-year-old's playing soccer like that's probably not a good idea so it was about putting myself in those uncomfortable situations to where I was forced to have that exposure and then it built from there to where it's like I'm still not when I walk into a room full of people that I don't know I'm still not the person that's like hey everybody I'm here how are you like and despite How much I have confidence in myself and my abilities, there's still something to be said, but we all have different areas that we might not feel as capable or as
1: confident in. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that I've definitely been working on myself. So last week, actually, I went to, and you know, like I went to Dallas for a work thing, and there was a bunch of other people who are in my position at this event and we only see each other like once a year. So I, you know, I've I've got the, the blessing and the curse of not working in an office. So my peers are all over the United States and I talk to them all the time, but I don't see them. And so, like you said, I'm not necessarily that person that walks in the room and is like, Hey guys, what's up? Like Mm -hmm. I'm here, I'm here for the party. But I find myself in this past week, for example, getting ready to walk into a room and feeling that anxiety and having to change that narrative in my head to say, you know, I belong here. I'm worthy of being here. I, you know, I'm walking into a group of my peers who I'm, you know, comfortable speaking with. Like that narrative in my head, though, that wants to tell me that I can't do something or Maybe I'm going to embarrass myself and say something I shouldn't say, or maybe that I'm not liked the way I want to, you know, like you have to address that narrative and flip the way that you are portraying things to yourself and the way that you're speaking to yourself. And we'll get into that a little bit in tools too, but the way that you talk to yourself is so vital when it comes to your confidence.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you there because eventually the things that we do and say that are repeated are what we do and what we become and who we are because that just goes, you know, with the science of like rewiring your brain, it's all about repetition. It's habit creation, it's repetition like Everybody knows that. It's just repetition. And so you you can't expect yourself to be confident in a situation if you aren't exposing yourself to the situation, if you're not talking to yourself about the situation. But so much of it does live in our heads and in those self-limited beliefs because it's, like you said, all about the stories that we tell ourselves. And the stories that we tell ourselves, we can really... Really convince ourselves of anything. And it's very powerful because there are so many instances in which, if we were to question instead of just believe, like, where is that actually coming from? Why do I believe this? What was this thing? Like, was it something that happened one time that was like a one, one spinoff? Like, maybe you had a toilet paper on your shoe as a kid and now you're scared of like walking. in, You know what I mean? Like stuff yeah, like that it's because true, it's something small. And then because it's continued because it's repetition, it's just like, okay, now that's what I believe. And that's what I think is going to happen. Every time I walk into a room, I'm going to have that toilet paper on my shoe. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's actually something that you talked about in your e-course was this fact versus fiction. Right. So like what is fact? What is actually true in this narrative that you're telling yourself? And what is just stuff that you've like somehow made up in your head? Like the toilet paper on the shoe thing, right? Like yeah. you know, when you talk to people and they're like, oh, I don't know if so-and-so likes me. Like I'll have friends. who will be like, I don't, you know, I don't think that so-and-so likes me or I think i Z. I'm like, well, why do you think that? Like, is that actually true? Do you have fact behind it? or is that just something that you keep telling yourself?
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's not funny, but it's so funny that you hear something or you experience something one time. And then because you experience it that one time, that's. The only thing that's going to happen for the rest of your life. You convince Mm. yourself of that. And we can spin stories. We can exaggerate stories. We can make things much bigger than they really are. And then we just keep telling ourselves that it becomes something that can seriously haunt us, like for the rest of our lives. And I think something else for us to touch on is like confidence is this weird word because, again, we think about, I feel like when we think about confidence, we think about how it shows up with other people, but really yeah. it is within us. It's something that, like I said, we have all these different areas to where we may be confident in one and another, but it all relates. Back to us. It all relates from that internal love and trust for ourselves. And if we don't work on that first, if we don't build that first, then it's impossible for it to spin into the other areas of our lives. So, you know, confidence is something that shows up when we are in social situations or when we're going to a job interview or walking into something that we don't know. But it's also something that shows up when we're by ourselves and we have to make hard choices or when we have to have a hard conversation and plan something out that's like, okay, I want to start this business. Like step one requires confidence that requires you believing that you can. And confidence is something that we build on. It's not something like you wake up one day and you're like, I did the thing ready to go. Let's get it. I can do everything now. I'm Superwoman. woman like, got this. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's there's part of it which we talked about fear that like you can definitely throw yourself into something really hard, but even a lot of times with that there's some sort of mental preparation. Like even with having a home birth, like that was all mental. Like for me, there was yeah. no, I don't even think about like the pain. The people are like, "Didn't it hurt?" I'm like, "No, that wasn't it was the most amazing experience of my life." But I did a lot of mental prep for that. And those those mental prep steps were where the confidence was built in order for me to conquer the thing.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's something that a lot of people will just want to, you know, it's like they want to press the easy button and skip over. Yeah. Because it's not fun doing all that work. A lot of times I can dredge up some really hard stuff that you have to tackle and you don't want to think about, but it's like you said earlier if you just continue to push that stuff off it can it can haunt you for the rest of your life like you could end up you know looking back and seeing how many opportunities you missed because you didn't want to deal with something that was holding you back right like mm-hmm. how many opportunities you could have missed with your business like i think about all the things that if i had like limited myself, I wouldn't be anywhere close to where I am today. If I thought I, you know, like if I took one second to think, Oh, I can't do this. This is too hard. This is impossible. Like think about all those things that like you could have ended up not doing like, yeah. And why? And I think Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, like it leads us into why we need confidence and where does it show up in our lives? It shows up everywhere. Mm -hmm. It shows up in every interaction that you have with yourself and with others.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, And our first point here is really about like in talking about where it shows up is our comfort zone and not having confidence forcing us to stay in that comfort zone because there's all those quotes and whatever, like the cliche saying about like, everything you need is on the other side of, or in the discomfort zone or whatever. I'm sure just fucking like brutalize whatever the actual saying is, but it's like, it's true. It's definitely something that's real. Like anything that is hard is always worth it. Anything that builds our confidence is not going to be something easy. And that's like going back to what you said about the easy button. You don't just wake up one day and you're like, I feel great in this area today. This is it. Like you can start telling yourself that and try, try to, you know, rewrite that story. Absolutely. But in the same sense, the thing that's pushing you back into your comfort zone things like fear that make you want to stay there. Confidence is what pushes you out. Confidence is the thing that when you're like, oh, this is going to be hard. Because that's the thing. We all have that thing that we're like, oh, starting a podcast. I don't know how to do this. I don't know where to start. This is going to be hard. I'm going to do it though. Like that's confidence. That's where it shows up. Is like seeing that something's going to be hard and choosing to move forward because then you take that step and then you're like okay like we have some topics to talk about okay what kind of equipment do we need like it's not this overnight thing that's like and, and we're we're 9 episodes in this is so so new and we're still learning but every time we do it we get to show up and we get to be better because we're here so confidence is the thing that pushes you from the comfort zone into the discomfort zone that's the only way that you get there
1: yeah and it's we talk about this all the time but it's the small steps right it's the small tiny minute steps that you have to take to just keep moving forward you just have to move and if you don't move you're just gonna float and yeah we talked about this too like who wants to float Mm-mm. it's yeah okay it's comfortable and that's great but eventually you're going to look back and it's that same you know narrative of like this is all the things I could have done and yeah I didn't do.
0: you get to continue to tell yourself that story of I'm not capable of doing this like you can right. tell yourself differently you can start telling yourself that different story of actually I am capable of this but if you're not following it up with action what the fuck is the point of the story So another place that we may not, may or may not realize that our confidence shows up is in our achievements and our actions, which is what we were just talking about, how confidence can move us into action. And a lot of times when you think about confidence, it's our capabilities, it's what we can do. And you think about, I think about kids and winning an award or something, you're like, oh, that feels so good. Like now I know I can do that thing. Now I know I'm good at that thing and how we need that feedback. But again, we go back to, okay, confidence is within us. So if we have a good base of confidence in an area, regardless of what the outside is saying, we still know we're capable. Right. And so like, I think about in my own history. And when I started a business and, you know, I went through the whole fear of, okay, first of all, like, how am I going to start a business? And then once I took my business online, it was like, okay, but what happens if people find out about my story? Like, what if people Mm. find out, like, why would someone hire somebody to help them that has been to jail, that had a drinking and a drug problem? Why would they listen to me? Why would they trust me? Mm. And the only thing that kept me moving forward was the fact that I learned how to trust myself, that I saw that I was leading by example. I'm like, okay, well, these people can trust me because I'm doing these things. The things that I'm teaching are the things that I'm actively walking through or have walked through. And if I hadn't built that trust in myself by taking action in those areas, then I wouldn't have been successful with my business.
1: Yeah. When you were talking about, like, well, these people aren't going to trust me, you know, and, but then you're like, well, yeah, they should. All I could think about was imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I think this is another topic that we can get pretty deep into on a, a different day. But, you know, that feeling of inadequacy strictly comes from our confidence and our confidence in our own abilities, and ourselves,
0: Yeah. I mean, imposter syndrome is really very, very real. And I think it's important to recognize just like we did in the fear podcast. You have to understand that no person is without, no person is without fear. No person is motivated. No person is confident every single day it's still peaks and valleys just like anything else. And I think that's another thing is making sure we check our expectations. Like do, I can be okay walking into a room and not feeling like the, the, Hey guys, I'm here person and still be okay. You know? So it's, it's really just understanding too, that confidence looks different for everybody. And, you know, one of the things that people talk about, and and this kind of relates with the stories that we tell ourselves, is there's the whole fake it till you make it. And, you know, I think that while the fake it till you make it, it's important. And I think that we can rewire and, and tell ourselves new stories. Absolutely but I also think that there's a part of it on the other side that we really need to think about asking more questions instead of just telling ourselves to feel differently. I had a call with a client yesterday and she was struggling because she would get caught in like the negative thought spirals. Okay. So, And these are things we all have, like when we're just like stuck and we're like, shit, I am spinning. You can see it's happening. You can feel it. It starts with one little trigger and her trigger was like, she was working out and she was working out in a sports bra, which talk about confidence. Like there it is. You're, you're showing up and like, that's something new for her. It's a huge step. Like again, small steps for, for big results. But so she's working on her sports bra and she like, caught a glimpse of herself doing an exercise in a mirror and then started from there. Mm. And it was like one little thing and it was like turned into the whole narrative of I'm not enough and all this stuff. So what she did in that moment is she started telling herself to feel differently. She started telling herself, you are enough. You're doing a great job. You're working out. And that's great. That's the fake it till you make it. That's the, you know, fire back with like, you are enough, like you're, you're good. Like you're great. You're doing great things. You're taking care of your body. Right. But what I encouraged her to do was to actually start digging with questions because what this looks like is instead of telling yourself to feel a different way, like that to me is suppression. So it's like, how are you going to exit this spiral if you're spiraling and you're saying like, don't spiral, don't just just stop. Like, okay. Don't run. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and and that's just how my brain works is I'm like, I'm the questioner and it's very funny, but Gretchen Rubin, I believe. Yes. So she has like the four types of people and one of them is a questioner. And that's what I am because I'm like, "Hmm, are you sure? Like,
1: maybe I'll just do it my way. Actually. You are totally that <laughs> way. That is so true. Like, like not, Mindy, I don't know about that. And I'm, yeah, like, I'm like,
0: I hear you. Like that's cool. But also I also I'm reading the book surrounded by idiots and it's about, ooh, I the, haven't started that yet. Oh. The four types of human behavior. It's really cool. So I'm just in the beginning part, like I'm, I'm like 75 or 80 pages in. So it's talking about you know, went through the different human behaviors. And then it will go into in the book about how to communicate with them. And so I'm just reading this stuff and I'm like, shit, I do that. Like, cause it's, it gives you like, I don't want to say the negative side, but it's like, there's a behavior that's red and i think i'm a combination of a red and the yellow if anybody looks up this book cuz that's what i'm thinking
1: but i'm i can't I, wait to read it now
0: yeah and so reds are essentially assholes like they're, <laughs> but they're leaders like they're the people because we keep pushing and we're like no we're doing this like this is actually happening like i don't really care what you say so there hasn't been a lot of like the good attributes yet but Anyways, my point of all this, getting back to my story, wow, getting back to my story is like, I believe that we should question that when something comes up and I asked my client, I said, what would happen if when the first thought pops up, you ask yourself why instead of saying, I'm enough, I'm good enough. What happens? And so we got to actually kind of walk it through that together. And it ended up being something that after asking multiple questions to where it was like, okay, why? Dig deeper. Okay, why? This? Why? This? And a couple other questions because it's dependent on what it is. But it ended up being something as simple as, Because she was away for the weekend and her sleep was different, her schedule was different, eating different food, and then a lack of movement, Mm. she felt shitty, like physically felt shitty. And so when we physically feel shitty, it's pretty much impossible to not feel mentally shitty. So when we walked through it that way, it was like, oh, we just have a tool. So when you're at your in-law's house where there's no exercise equipment or gym, you're going to go for a walk. Yeah. Because it's, it's something, something small. Yeah. And she was like it's so cool because now I realize that it was just too many variables that were off of what I was at. So it's like, yeah, of course you feel like shit. And when you feel like shit, then you start picking yourself apart. And she was like, what's funny is like I know how important movement is for my mind, right? She's like, okay, so that makes sense and it's not even about like it like fat loss or or looking at my body differently it's just about moving to have something there for myself so you know it turned out that was like the tool that we worked on for her was questioning instead of telling yourself how to feel you can absolutely tell yourself a different story you can absolutely write things down and, and walk through like what would this look like and, and going through the factor fiction but i really would encourage people to start thinking about asking more questions and questioning your thoughts versus telling yourself to feel differently.
1: Yes, absolutely. I feel the same way. Like fake it. So you make it fantastic saying totally get it. I've said it a million times. Like you don't feel confident. Just tell yourself you can do things like, you know, believe in yourself, but it really is like, you have to get down to the root of what's causing you to feel that way. And mm-hmm. it could be something just as small as you didn't get enough sleep the night before, yeah, or right. you've got too much stuff on your plate and you're overwhelmed like I was the other day. Like, and I just mm-hmm. didn't know how to handle it. You know, yeah. there's so many different variables, and you could have that confidence inside of you, but that narrative again is telling you that you don't because you've got so many other things going on.
0: Another way that our confidence really shows up is obviously in those social situations, but in our intimate conversations and interactions with other people, but also with ourselves. So going back to those Mm -hmm. thought patterns, when you have more confidence, I think it's easier on those hard days because the hard days will come regardless to walk yourself through it or to Kind of exit that spiral, or at least at the end of that spiral, have a solution. So I think that's another area where confidence shows up. So you can really acknowledge what's going on or acknowledge where that's coming from and then move forward from it. And The last place that I can think of where something, where confidence shows up is such a simple thing, but our body language and all these places where our confidence shows up, I think it's powerful because these are all things that we have control over, you know, staying in our comfort zone, our actions and our interactions with ourselves and others, and then our body language, the way you're carrying yourself, it really does tell a story about who you are. I think that I had a call one time with a client and I love making my clients coming up with their own definitions of words. It's one of my favorite things. So they're like, "I want to be this." And I'm like, "Okay, what does that mean? What does it look like?" Because it's like we can take the dictionary definition, but it's not all of us have our own views on things. She's yeah. like, "I want to be confident." I'm like, "Okay, what does that mean? What does that look like?" She's like, mm. "I want to walk like with my shoulders up and my chin high." And I'm like, "So do it." Like Yes. But it was all the things that she was saying. So much of it was about body language. It was like, you know, when I, when I walk into a room, I want to feel like that I have a purpose there. And I'm like, okay, what does that look like? And then it's again, Mm -hmm. going back to, oh, I want to stand tall and I want my chin up and I want my shoulders, whatever. And I'm like, then do that. And she's like, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) mind, mind blown, blown. Like, like such a small, I'm like, you're just, you if you see that and you want that, then you got to do that.
1: And the body language is so important. So I had this teacher and I tell this story a lot. I had this teacher in the seventh grade and I am so thankful for this woman. Her name is Mrs. McRae and I hated Mrs. McRae. Like Hated her, and the reason why I hated Mrs. McCray. Sorry, Miss McCray, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Miss McCray. I actually really love you now. You changed my <laughs> life. Thank you. But so Mrs. McCray would stand outside of her door in between classes, and I had this habit of walking down the hallway with my head down and my hands like crossed over my chest. And I, like, just looked like the saddest little panda you ever saw. It was, it was really sad. It was so sad. But Mrs. McCray couldn't stand it. And I wouldn't speak up in class. Like, I was that person that kind of hid in the back row. Like, I did my homework. I got good grades. But I just, like, did not want to be noticed. So Mrs. McCray pulls me in her classroom one day. She snatches me out of the hallway. And she's like, I am going to fail you in this math class until you start speaking up in class and until you start walking down that hallway with your head held high. And every time I see you walking with your head down, I'm going to take five points off of your grade. And wow. I was just like, Oh Shit. my <laughs> God. Cause I live and I valued myself at the time on having good grades. Mm. So that was a really big deal for me. And Thank God that Mrs. McRae did that because the first time I lost five points, I was furious. I went home and cried. I told my mom that Mrs. McRae was the worst person in the entire universe. But I quit walking with my head down and I started speaking up in class. And those small movements made a big difference in how I felt about myself, right? Just that small change of walking with my head up, like my body language to myself and to others completely changed how I viewed myself and how others viewed me. So Mm. body language is super important because it does, it tells the story of how you feel about yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's it also is, there's something to be said there about the body language and and relationship building too, because it's like, Mm. if you're the person that goes to dinner with people and you just sit there on your phone, like, cool. I guess you're just hanging out with yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that's, it's such a, I love that story because like you said, it's just such a a small thing, but you also needed that push. You also needed Mm -hmm. that, like, okay, you have to. And she actually mentions that in the book club book, um, Grit that we're reading for Mm -hmm. this month, which is February, but um, it's by Angela Duckworth. And she talks about how so many of us We'll not make a change unless we have to, unless it's like yep. an emergency, unless we're pushed to it. So, but yeah, she's, she struck you where it hit. She was like, you're gonna,
1: I'm going to fail you. And you're like, oh no, you're not. Little nerd Mindy was not having yeah. any of that.
0: All right, so let's start wrapping it up. So we talked about, you know, what is our confidence and the actual definition? We established that that's trust within ourselves. We walked through some things that limited us. And, you know, why do we actually need confidence? Where does it show up? And now the important piece and my favorite part is how do we build confidence? Like if we are, Mindy, if we're the sad panda, what do we do?
1: (laughs) So first thing, my friends, my sad panda friends is celebrating the small wins. I love this one. This is one of my favorites and it's something that I do with myself is, what is something that you've done really well today, right? What did you accomplish? Like, what made you feel good? Like, where did you win in in anything? Celebrating those small victories will help you feel more confident in the future. So, like, yesterday morning, for example, I woke up and I made a list of all the things that I did really well the day before. Uh, Things that, like, as small as I was able to get the dishes done, get my checklist taken care of. Like I had time for myself, which I hadn't been prioritizing to read and just be, and like be calm. So celebrating those small little victories will help you build confidence. It's kind of like keeping promises to yourself Mm -hmm. helps you build. It's the same concept.
0: Yeah, that reflection is so, so important because when you reflect on it and you take an extra moment besides the winning moment to celebrate that, it makes you want to do it again. So I love that one. And our next how-to for building confidence is going to be acknowledging your self-talk and changing the script. And I love this one. We've talked about it a lot already, I feel like. But language is so, so powerful. It's funny because I feel like I've talked about 700 books on this episode, but there's another book called Conscious Language. And I have only just started reading it because I'm that person that always has to finish books and we moved and whatever. I'll finish it. Anyways, in the beginning part of the book, it just is talking about the science behind using positive language. And this is something that is such a small thing, just like celebrating your wins and taking a second for reflection, acknowledging and seeing where you are, like just becoming aware of the story that you're telling yourself or your negative language can be so powerful because again, it gives you an opportunity to change it. Something that I (laughs) will have clients do. I remember like This is back like in fitness coaching when I would do this and people would like post their lifting videos when I would coach people for powerlifting and they would say the day sucked or the lift looked like shit or something like that. I'm like, you can go ahead and delete this and then you can rewrite it.
1: And you did that to me a couple of times actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, And I had a client the other day that sent me an email and it was full of I can'ts and I don'ts. And I was like, look how many I can'ts and I don'ts are in this please rewrite this. Like, it seems like almost silly, but the thing is, is this goes back to the way that we're, we're speaking about ourselves and to ourselves. And that's what we're going to believe. So definitely flip the script, you know, use that positive language when you're like, I feel like shit. it's like, okay, why do I feel like shit? Okay. Actually, I don't feel like shit. I just didn't sleep enough. I'm going to sleep more tonight. You know, walking through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our next tool is starting small. And I feel like we talk about starting small a lot, but really it's just about acknowledging what the issue actually is. Like you were just talking about, like what is driving this behavior and taking one small minute step to make a change today. So whether it's, you know, changing the way that you handle that negative self-talk and changing it to questioning or it's, you know, changing your body language and your posture. Things don't have to be big sweeping changes. We say this all the time. Just take one small step towards making a change.
0: Yeah. And this goes like starting small goes for like every episode we make, but it's like, goes back to just taking action. Like just, just do some, identify, Where it is you're not confident in, and what's one small step that you can take towards that? If you have social anxiety, can you start today by taking a walk in your neighborhood where there might or might not be a social interaction? Can that be your first step? And then maybe the next day you take a walk at a park where there are people. Like it doesn't have to be this overwhelming, huge, different thing that you're not used to. So, our next thing, which kind of leads into that, is trying something new. And that can be scary for a lot of people, but facing your fears really does build confidence. And even if that something new goes back to being something small, like maybe you want to be an artist and you just want to try painting and you've never painted before. Like, can you just go to the art store today? Can you, you know, can you just print a picture that you want to paint a copy of? Is that even a thing? I've known nothing about painting. I'm just making shit up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that I've seen, I feel like I've watched enough Bob Ross to know that he's got the picture on the wall, right? <laughs> OG Bob Ross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's, got, oh my he's, like, God. he's like,
1: I'm going to paint this happy little tree, but I got to yeah. have a, a point of reference here.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's like, just try something new. That That exploration, which I think we talked about in the fear episode yeah. too you know, conquering your fears and it's, you just build and you build, but new things in different areas.
1: Yeah. Which I think leads us into removing barriers, which is a big one because really the only thing that's stopping you is you. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, like your mental blocks, the barriers you're putting up the narrative you're telling yourself. So it is, it's that going back to those small steps that you can take trying something new, removing that barrier that you've kind of placed within yourself and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone, getting a little bit uncomfortable, makes a big difference in that confidence that you have. And it's a seemingly small thing, but it makes a big impact.
0: Yeah. And it's about how you look at this too, because one of the things that I like to say, you know, is turn your obstacles into opportunities because if something lands in your way, if you're viewing something as a barrier, you can flip the script on that. And what if that's actually the starting point for you? What if that actual, the thing that you're looking at is something that's supposed to be stopping you? Is there to teach you a lesson that you're going to need to start the next big thing? You just don't really know.
1: Yeah, that's super true. So the last one we have, and I threw this one in because it's a little pro tip of mine. And I think it's a little silly, but it it also, you know, like it gives you a laugh and it makes you feel good. It's called power posing. And there is an actual science behind this. So if you think about Superman or Wonder Woman or any of the superheroes, when you see them posing, they've got their hands on their hips. And they're standing really tall and they've got their chest stuck out a little bit and they're just holding their body in a way that like says, I'm powerful, I can do this. And it's been proven that kind of taking that minute, you know, two minutes to just stand there in the power pose can actually have a psychological effect on your brain and Hmm. make you feel more confident. I know. Isn't that crazy? But I do it anytime I go into, like, a really tough situation or, like, I'm feeling a little bit less than myself. Like, I will go shut my door to my office. I will stand there in power pose for a minute and just breathe and think about things. And then I'll walk out. And it gives you a minute to kind of reset your brain, too. And I think that's Mm -hmm. part of it um, is that you're taking that time to just kind of mentally reset and tell yourself a new narrative and address how you're feeling. So balls, false, try the power pose.
0: Yeah. I love it. It's actually something I've never done. So I'll have to, I'll give it, I'll give it a whirl and get back to you on that. A whirl. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, that's really all we got for you guys today. I hope that this has been helpful for you. I know it's a lot of information and I think that most of us know you know, if we are confident in an area, if we are not, but you can take these tools and you can start implementing them into your life. And if you have questions or if you want to explore this more, feel free to always reach out to us. So next week, episode 10, we have an interview. Who is it, Mindy?
1: oh my gosh i this this one's a great one. It's Jessica Simpson Henriquez. She is a New York Times published author. uh she's a teacher, and you're gonna learn more about her in the next episode. But I just you know this is an episode that brought me to tears for sure, and it was so relatable for me, so I'm really excited to to have you guys hear it.
0: yeah, it was a very emotional episode. I remember. I actually text Mindy during the episode and I was like, I am shaking. My palms were so sweaty. It was, it was amazing. So I really am looking forward to getting that one up for you guys, but hopefully you guys enjoyed today. Please please subscribe. So you get all our new episodes. And then also if you could drop us a rating or a review, tell us how much you love us. If you hate us, keep it to yourself. And (laughs) um, most importantly, don't forget to live bravely today. If you're a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO power hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on this guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation and it's free. The link is in the show notes. So I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.